Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Time till we're on. We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Hello and uh, welcome to the show for a Wednesday night. Wacky Wednesday on Sports Day. Scotty Sattler in the studio with me. Hello, Sats. Hello, Jace. How are you and sad. listeners? I'm sad tonight. I'm very sad. Explain more, yeah. Well, last night we were singing the praises of having Headley Thomas, your good mate. What a great interview it was on the air and we referred to him as well this is what we said on 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 radio and no doubt he is the smartest guest we have ever had on this show he's our Angela Lansbury nobody else's of course we're referring to Edley Thomas last night and then we wake up to the news of this this morning sats well Angela Lansbury famous for her roles on Murder She Wrote and Beauty and the Beast has died overnight aged 96 now, it's a poison chalice coming on this show. <laughs> well, I feel sorry for David Campisi. He'll be on the show tonight. I just, I just, I mean, is, is it that or is the fact that we spoke to someone about someone in an old show? Was that the kiss of death? I mean, you spoke to Civil Civil Shepherd. Is well, she gone tonight? I think there's a lot of people that should be warned about coming on the show. Not doesn't have to mean their imminent death, but they may lose their job. Their position, whatever it may be, yeah. It's so yeah. Take care. I mean, anyone who wants to come on this show. So if you actually, if you ring up one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, be careful. That's yeah, Glenn. Just be careful. <laughs> don't call us. You don't know what'll happen. Actually, didn't call last night. Has anyone checked on him? You see, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Actually, oh, I should. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I feel I feel sad for the uh, Lansbury family. I, I'm or just wondering the, the fan club as well. Yeah, I was just wondering whether it was one of those people that she was writing about finally it came home to roost and they got her. Because mm. every time in, in that town she worked in, everyone used to get knocked off. Yeah, there's thought, a lot of murders in that little town. This is not a good town to yeah. live in. Prices plummeted in, in <laughs> real estate. Do you think she yeah. was making stories up so the price would plummet and she was just <laughs> collecting real estate? I don't know. But it, it's, it's sad to hear that... Um, she's part of our staple diet, wasn't she, growing up, Angela Lansbury? Well, I remember talking about hot lips. Remember I spoke about oh, hot Julian, lips? Julian, yeah. And she died. Mm. And I was going to do a whole segment tonight on that lady from Bewitched. I'm not – I don't want her to go. <laughs> can't remember. Was it Samantha? Oh, no, that was her name. And Samantha was – yeah, what was her name? can't remember. In real life. Anyway. We digress. Uh, welcome to all our listeners through the Super Radio Network. As I said, our favourite radio station, 2HD, apart from the ones that we are paid to be on. 
Uh, of course, the SEN network. We love our SEN stations. 11.70 in Sydney, uh, 16.20 on the Gold Coast. Uh, when you're partying on the Gold Coast, think of us. Uh, tune in and have a listen. 6.93 SENQ in Brisbane, uh, Brisbane, uh, the newest member in our family. And, of course, if you are listening through 6.93 SENQ in Brisbane, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or if you're a new listener, 1300 01 1170 is our phone number. Also, uh, our listeners through SEN Track in Queensland and New, C- uh, New South Wales and also on the SEN app, uh, you can tune in anywhere. Uh, tonight, all our SEN stations at 6 o'clock Queensland time, 7 o'clock Daylight Savings time, will be going to the second T20 international between Australia and England from Monica Oval. Uh, I guess all eyes are on whether Steve Smith will be in the 11 tonight. I know you're a big fan and you're pushing for him to be on the show. Is this it on now that's on, or is this a replay? No, or this is the, the replay. That's tonight. a replay, is it? Okay. Elizabeth Montgomery was Samantha. There you go. Now, the next thing is, is she still alive? Mm. We need to know that. And if you're going to listen to the podcast, it's a great show tonight. Um, you'll really enjoy it. You can grab that uh, from wherever you grab your podcast from. Just look out for Sports Day New South Wales. Yeah. St. Boyd sent us that text saying it was uh, Elizabeth uh, Montgomery. Hey, uh, one of the things on the show tonight I talked about off the top is David Kemp. Is you all right? You're not even contributing. I left a gap there for you to talk. You didn't throw anything to me. You just stopped. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We have got David Campesi. We do, Scott. What a great athlete he was. He was, he was the reason why I used to watch rugby. Oh, so entertaining. Mate. And every kid actually came up with a rugby league background. To be quite honest. Yeah, we'll talk about that mm. uh, tonight as well. And and whether he got into trouble with Mal Meninga and Gary Belcher in those halcyon late '80s mm. days in Canberra and the what was it called the VIP club? No, the private bin. Private bin. I bet you he would have been hanging out with those dodgy characters, Belcher and Meninga. <laughs> and Sticky. Man, I imagine Sticky. He'd be in the private bin. Laurie was the king back then. Yeah, he would have. Late I'm 80s. He was 19. I might ask him, who had the VIP pass? Yep. I reckon Mel would have had the VIP class. Well, he, pass. he would have been the biggest name in town, right? Yeah, absolutely. Campisi would have been up there with him. Yeah, but, yeah. He would have been, absolutely. Belcher would have been a hanger on Wherever Mel was. Yeah. Just like flies. Oh, Mel, to... can I come in with you? Yeah. With his big, dirty mo. <laughs> Let's see if he remembers those boys. Uh, that's ridiculous. We'd love your That's Ridiculized tonight, 0457 736 736. In fact, if you send us a That's Ridiculous or any text, you're going to the draw. Excuse me, I thought I was going to pass away then. Uh, to win a double pass to the Golden Eagle race day at Rose hope. Hill. Pardon? Nothing. Um... What? Mate, I hope tomorrow... No, I don't hope tomorrow. <laughs> what am I saying? I hope for your sake tomorrow I'm awake and I'm alive. Otherwise, that's another curse from the show. Uh, that's happening this Saturday, by the way. Thanks to Racing New South Wales. Uh, send us a text or give us a call for your chance to win that double pass. By the way, mm-hmm. by the big news out today, uh, SEN this weekend is running the Everest, the $15 million race. Uh, you'll catch that action live on SEN this Saturday afternoon. That is a huge thing. Uh, and Nature Strip, you'll hear Nature Strip win that by a mile. It'll, it'll just, it'll, it'll stop for a kebab <laughs> halfway down the straight. <laughs> have a drink, go to the toilet, come back onto the track, and just trot across the line. 
I can't see anything betting Nature Strip. Am I wrong? 0457 736 736. That's ridiculous. So send them through. I want to throw something at you, and mm-hmm. I want your feedback on this, uh, listeners. Before we go on air, Sats and I, we just argue about stuff. <laughs> and one of the arguments tonight is Sats claims, and I think there's a bit of personal history involved in this too, but Sats claims Sandra Sully was, is the greatest ever newsreader. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, that's ridiculous. No, that's not ridiculous. She, was, she is the most pleasant one to watch mm-hmm. and still is to this day. No, she's actually a very good newsreader as well. No, she is. Yeah. But Brian Henderson, who I grew up with on Channel 9 in Sydney, by far was the greatest newsreader ever. No. Sandra Sully is and will be regarded the greatest newsreader of all time. I've got some bad news, guys. Yep. Elizabeth Montgomery's dead as well. Yeah, St. Boyd has said that, yeah, and 521 as well. And Loretta Swit, who, of course, was Hot Lips Houlihan, still alive. Oh, she is. The other one died. There was one from the movie, I think, and one from... Was there a MASH movie? Yeah. Oh, it was the greatest thing ever. MASH is one of the worst, as you know, it's one of the worst shows ever made. It is the greatest movie. All right, if Klinger goes down tonight... (laughs) Or, Ra- or Radar. Or Alan Older. Yep. Great actor, Alan Older. Mm. Fantastic. What was his role in MASH again? Hawkeye Pierce. There we go. Thanks, Jack, in the back room. <laughs> uh, so that's ridiculous. Mine, I'm kicking off with that as an example. Sats claiming that Sandra Sully was or is the greatest ever newsreader. Yep. No, not, not on. Uh, let us know. 0457 736 736. Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds will join us with a couple of tips later in the show for Wentworth Park tonight. And he's got some news around the Golden Cup and the fireball that's coming up. And there's a really good suggestion with that race that's happening, some races at Goulburn. They're on a Friday Arvo. What a great way to finish the week. Mm. Get your workmates together and a little trip down to Goulburn. Have a couple of bits. Place Goulburn. Uh, it's it's quite a nice. Remember place. Todd Carney got banned from his own hometown, Goulburn. Yeah, you. Well, oh, he's allowed back there now. We don't drink Midori's or whatever he was drinking. Well, were they West Coast coolers? <laughs> Remember Midori? I, oh mate, I, I had a bad night on that once. I went around to a friend's place for a barbecue. There was no food. There was like there was like one chop between about twenty of us. And they were pre-loading on Midori before we're going out. What you used to drink, drink with Midori? Was it Midori lemonade? lemonade? It was too. Yeah. It 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 ruined me. It it ruined me. I, I yeah, I didn't have a good night that night. Drink responsibly. I think Anita thought I was dead in the shower at one stage. But don't try that, and that's a good reason not to. But Simon Orchard will join us. Laybin. That's where we talk about what can't win. Hmm. Uh, I've got one around the Rugby League World Cup. Yep. You've got one around the NFL. If you've got one, 0457 736 736. What do you think can't win? What are you laying against? We'll talk about bad baby names later on too. This has been put out for 2022 about the bad baby names. There's some weird ones on there. One of my best mate's dad's name, his last name's O'Brien, and his first his dad's first name's Brian. You can't. You can't have what? Brian O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, Brian O'Brien. No. Yeah, Clinton O'Brien. He won a comp with Newcastle, the yeah. Newcastle fans in 2001. His dad's name's Brian. Brian O'Brien. It's outstanding. That's lazy. <laughs> that, is, that is actually 
Really lazy. We'll talk about that uh, real soon. And don't forget your chance to win a double pass the Golden Eagle race day at Rose Hill, Saturday, 29th of October. Thanks to Racing New South Wales. Very quickly, NRL update. For Expo Car Service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Uh, what's going on with Manly? The drums are beating. What isn't going on with Manly? Sounds like Desi could be gone this week, which just disgusts you us. keep hearing the rumours that um, that he'll be showing his marching. Uh, he's Sean, the, the mate's marching orders will be this week. Uh, Anthony Seabold to come in. I'm also reading this afternoon from Adrian Pesenko, actually, has reported that, that Desi is now willing to look at some alternatives in relation to the uh, succession plan and bringing on a coach that works underneath him and takes over uh, when he departs at the end of 2023. I'm not so confident that's going to happen. But what, what I've got to say is about Manly is they've, they've got to decide what they want to do, whether they want to remain in the past, which... I've got to say, they're one of the only clubs, I think, that has success with past players being involved in the club. I don't think it works at a lot of clubs. You know, Bobby Fulton, former player and, and coach, won premierships. Desi Hasler, former legend and coach, won two premierships. Jeff Toovey has taken them to grand finals as well. And I don't think there's too many clubs that that would work at. And other clubs have tried to do that, bring old boys in to coach, and it just, just hasn't worked. So if, if they want to remain in the past, and if they do, they just need to get on with it and and stay in that space? Or do they want to advance and try and, you know, the beliefs surrounding what professional sport looks like, what a professional rugby league looks like, a club looks like. And if they're, if they're, if they're wanting to do that and move forward, they've also do a, got to do a cleansing session through their entire football department. Do you want to hear what uh, the owner, Scott Penn, had to say today? Yep. We have a premiership winning team. What we need is a football department that can get us back there as quickly as possible. Come on, that's ridiculous. See, that's Two's opinion. And I think it's everyone's opinion as well. Oh, I can see why he wants to say that. He wants to try and stay positive for the fans and, and have a belief for the corporate sponsors and their members that um, there's a chance that this team can win the comp next year. But in all seriousness, if Scott Penn truly believes that this is a premiership winning side, he's delusional. Um, because, yeah, you just look through their side. They don't have a strike centre. They don't have a 5'8 that can dominate the game. has got a good kicking game to take pressure off Daly Cherry Evans. Um, you know, they've got a, a, a number nine that threatens on every occasion. Uh, there's a lot of areas we could go across this side, but um, and this is probably a good example of why a, an owner shouldn't get involved in comments around what happens on the field as well. So uh, a lot still to go under the bridge here at, at Manly, and um, unfortunately it doesn't look all good for, for Desi. Sats, I want your opinion and our li- listeners' opinion on this. one uh, three hundred oh one eleven seventy and also 0457. 736 736. The coaches uh, have reviewed the season and they're pushing. It seems like they're pushing for two referees for next season. Yeah, are we going to talk about this in our hot topic a little bit later on? Yeah, yeah. But that's... Yeah, so it has been raised that um, the two referees, that the, the coaches believe it's the best way forward, a little bit more clarity and also um, a smoother process around the ruck. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of referees actually, and funnily enough, I thought the referees would want to be out there on their own. I thought they would want to, like we saw for many, many years, that the individual referees, um, you know, they live and die by the sword. But I'm led to believe a lot of the referees would rather two referees to take the pressure off them. There's so much going on in the um, in the modern game now that they believe that there's, you know, one referee can't control every facet of the game. So my biggest concern is if we do have two referees who's going to be focusing on the ruck, you know, yeah. contact uh, with the head and if there's any infringements in the ruck, uh, are we going to see more six agains? Are we going to see more stoppages? Um, not quite sure. So, um, I'll tell you my view on it. But if the coaches want it, I think they'll get it. 
as a fan of the game, I would be in support of two referees if Bunker backs off. Mm. We, we don't want to over – we're already over-officiating. And I think the game's better when the Bunker's staying out of it. Maybe the Bunker sats just – adjudicates on uh, on dodgy try decisions or, you know, if there's uncertainty. But if we go back to two refs, bunker, bugger off. I think that'll I think that'll be the the peacemaker of it all. If there are two referees, I think that'll be um you know, one option that the bunker will play less of a role. Um but it'll also come down to cost as well, Jace. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, it's it's a big expense. Well it was a cost saving a uh, ploy by PVL yeah. during COVID, wasn't it, to go back to one referee? Yep. What do you think? 0457, 0457, I should say. 736 736 is our text number. Uh, that's our NRL update. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Uh, before, um, before we go to a break, Gavin from Rockdale, very quick question from you, Gavin. Uh, it's about Desi. Hi, Gavin. Mate, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, you've got a, a question. Hello, mate. mate. you got a question about Desi. I'm going to put it straight towards Sats. There's a promo that you put up, mate, that you, you took a pay cut when Gertz and the boys were re-signing and um, you went on to win the premiership, yes? Uh, true, yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question. What if right now Desi Hasler turns around and says to the, to the Penn family, boys... I'm actually going to take this contract for next year, full stop, end of sentence. I'm contracted. I'm going to play my best team. Turbo comes back into the team. And he actually takes him to the grand final and backs mm. himself. Mm. What's going to happen then, hypothetically? There's going to be a lot of egg on a lot of people's faces, to be quite honest. And he's got every right to do that, Gav, hasn't he? Because he's got the contract for 2023. So he's got every right to say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to accept any of your changes. And we're going to get Tommy Trebojevic back and we're going to see how we go because we've got a, a few listeners here that are saying exactly the same thing. If Turbo plays, they make the eight. We aren't talking about Des, and that's from 425. So, um, yeah, it's a good scenario, Gav. You throw up. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thanks, Gav. Uh, 1300-01-1170 is our number here on Sports Day. Break time when we come back. David Campisi, we want to congratulate him for something. We're 25 years late, mm. but we, we want to do that tonight on Sports Day. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Campisi! Tyneman! Campisi! Can he get there? Beating Gasing. They won't catch him. Another Australian try. A record score against Scotland. Can he get there? What a stupid rhetorical question that was <laughs> by Gordon Bray. Of course he can get there. The legend himself, David Campisi, joining us on the line now on Sports Day. Campo, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for the invitation, guys. Been obviously a long time, but yeah, I finally get to speak to you. Yeah, and I, I'm a little bit disappointed tonight because we're talking to you without our our colleague and co-host Gary Belcher in the studio. No doubt you boys 
tore up Canberra <laughs> in the late 80s. And I'll get to that uh, <laughs> real real soon. Um, of course, uh, David Camp, Easy AM, was inducted into the Sport Australia Hall of Fame in 1997 as an athlete member for his contribution, of course, to rugby. 101 Wallabies caps, mm. Sats. Incredible. And and from a Queensland point of view, and I know David's not a Queenslander, but there's going to be two more inductees happening this week, and they're Queenslanders. So we thought, let's get an inductee on and, and see and see what it's like to be in the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. Cabo, has it changed your life at all? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it must be that, nice, though. That was in 97, guys. It was, uh, it was a long time ago. But... Um, look, obviously, it's a great, it was a great honour. You don't, you know, as you know, I played most of my year in the amateur era, so there was it was just really for the fun of the game, love of the game we played, and rewards. I mean, you, you don't ask for them. People nominate you, you know, you just go along with the flow basically. And if they you get accepted, it's a it's a great uh, privilege, especially see when you see all the the other sports people in Australia that uh, actually made the Hall of Fame. Uh, it actually makes it, um, you know, something to look back on. And that was going to be my next question, Campo. It's, it's great recognition for what was, you know, as a leaguey growing up, you made me watch Rugby Union. Yep. And um, and that's a pretty powerful you know, position to play um, with a cross-code uh, uh, fan. Now, when you talk about some of those other inductees that, that are in the Sporting Hall of Fame, do you look across at some of those names and scratch yourself and say, oh, and who is some of those athletes that you think, oh, I can't believe I'm in the same in the same room as those sort of people when it comes to, you know, being inducted in such a prestigious award? Yeah, look, I think it's, as a as a kid growing up, you know, I mean, I was grew up in Queanbeyan, 21,000 people. My old man was Italian, had no idea in sport at all, had no idea about it, just had his grapes and his chooks and veggies in the backyard <laughs> and, you know, went off and played league most of my life, uh, won a golf championship at 15, bit of Aussie rules, bit of cricket. And I ended up playing rugby, which was bizarre because going to a government school, rugby never really existed. And then you sort of, you know, you come up the ranks and you get the opportunity to travel the world. You meet the Queen, Buckingham Palace twice. You know, you meet people around the world, lived in South Africa, lived in Italy, you know, and then you uh, then you have a look at the, 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 the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games and then you watch all these athletes and... And then you look and you're part of, you know, what, what they've been inducted into as well. It's, it's a great honour. And um, it's obviously a great... Um, it's just one of those things in life you you don't play for, as you know. You just go and play sport and, you know, it's just it's just something that you can look back and tell your kids, you know, that I was, you know, once uh, we, we won a lot of things and, we were, you know, people sort of thought, well, you know, these guys deserve to be in a, in a sort of hall of fame and that's how it happens. You talk about some of those sports that you... You, know, you you played throughout your teenage years. What was the sliding door moment? Was, was there any sliding door moment? I'm sure you've told this story on a number of occasions, but just for our listeners that haven't heard it, of why of why it ended up being coming rugby union and not rugby league or some other sport? Uh, do you really want to t- me to tell you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, it's quite interesting. It's my nephew Terry. Yes. Um, if you have a word to him, and he's exactly the opposite to me, so I'll tell you. Uh, 16, uh, played the uh, Rugby League Grand Final. Uh, there was a great uh, number seven called Stevie Hewson. I don't know if you remember. He used to wear boxing boots as a halfback. Uh, he was our coach. And we lost the uh, the Grand Final, so they blamed me. And I said, I, I'm not going to handle this. Uh, the next year, went over to watch fourth grade rugby union. And I 
watch them after the game. I said to the coach, uh, do you need a fullback? And I started. That was it. That's it. Off I went. Wow. So that, yeah, that was in 1979. I uh, played for the Wallabies in 82. And uh, obviously been down in Queenby and uh, the Raiders decided to come to town and we used to play a game called touch football, not like now with against Mal Meninga and the boys, and it wasn't touch. It was just smash. <laughs> and there was a guy who had a mustache, and still has a mustache. I think it was Gary Belcher. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, you go back a long way, and there's the boys there. So yeah, it was great to to be around that as well. And it was just a, something, you know, just to meet all the guys in different sports, and you just get to know them over the years and. You know, it was just one of those things. Luckily, at that level, you you get to know and meet and you know become friends with uh, guys from other sports. Speaking of Mal Meninga, Gary Belcher. Now, Badger's not here. He's on. He's surfing somewhere in Indonesia at the moment, David. It, it, if you rocked up, the three of you rocked up at the door at the private bin in Canberra. We're talking about the heyday of the late eighties, where you're, <laughs> you're all superstars. Who who's got the uh, VIP membership? Is it yourself, Mao, or Badge, or Ricky? Or well, Ricky? I was I, I never used to drink, Steve. No, well, yeah, I mean, Ricky would do some very strange things if he got in there. <laughs> um, but we, uh, I never used to drink, so I was playing for the Wallabies in '82, and I was drinking orange juice. So I think Mal and the boys were a bit bit uh, bit stronger alcoholic drinkers than me. But uh, I never. I used the only time I went to the private bin, I took some drunken mates out, and I got. Someone ran me from behind at the lights, so that was the last time I went out to the private bin. Right, yeah, I'm I'm glad I mentioned that then. (laughs) The Australian Grand Slam side that toured Great Britain in 1984. David, was that that the greatest moment in your rugby career where you went undefeated? Yeah, look, it was was hard because coming, you know, starting in 82, going to New Zealand, playing the All Blacks uh, in three tests, and we, we won the second test. You know, not many people have beaten the All Blacks, and I was there at 19 years old beating them. Um, and then, obviously, the Grand Slam. Look, you know, to me, it's just another opportunity to play for your country. I was so, so excited. I hung around the Ellers. I saw these guys think, geez, they're good. I'll, I want to be like those guys. And, uh, yeah, we, I think we were fortunate. We had coaches uh, that allowed the players to play a style of rugby. You know, as long as we had the skills, we could not do what we wanted to do, but we realised that we had to entertain, especially in Australia when you've got rugby league and Aussie rules so dominant, you had to had to play a style of rugby that people wanted to come and watch. And and I think that Grand Slam sort of started it. And then obviously, you know, you got the 86 uh, Low Cup, which uh, the last time we beat the All Blacks at Eden mm. Park. And then obviously the World Cup 91. So it sort of carried on for about 10, 12 years. And and unfortunately, it's uh, it's nowhere near where it should be at the moment. Well, the Wallabies about to embark on that spring tour like you did in 1984. And, and Alan Jones was the coach of that tour. He replaced Bob Dwyer, I think, from memory. Did he look at rugby in a completely yep. different uh, um, stratosphere than what any other coach did? Yeah, Alan was... Uh, look, when, you, when you're a player, you learn... You guys probably know as well. You know, you get different coaches. You learn different things from different coaches. They're all got good and bad points. Alan was more of a, uh, not a motivator. He just sort of, I spoke to him yesterday, actually. He was saying what he tried to do was give the players the skills. You know, he had Mark Eller run the back line, which wasn't a bad coach. Um, but, but that's what I mean. Those days, the coaches gave players the power. Now, it's all from the coach's box in the, on the uh, sideline. You've got so many runners, and they're talking to players all the time. 
you know, nowadays we had to make decisions, you know, and I think Alan realised that. And if you have a look at that team, you know, it was the first time ever I think we did a pushover try against Wales. Um, and in previous years, the Wallabies really didn't have a, a, a very good scrum, but that scrum sort of dominated and that sort of sent us on the, uh, I suppose, the 12 years of uh, the great run down the track. What changes would you make to the Wallabies at the moment? And I'm maybe players, maybe uh, how they play, playing style. Um, is there anything, any improvements you'd like to see in the Wallabies at the moment, David? Uh, how, how long you got? As long as you want. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I've, I've been very critical of uh, Dave Rennie. Um, I still, I keep on asking the question, can he explain us <clears throat> what style of rugby are we trying to play? Because we've got two good wingers who don't get the ball. Uh, we've got a good fullback, but there's no opportunities. And uh, it's just, it is frustrating. I just get you know, so frustrated watching because these players have got so many good skills, but under pressure, they just can't handle... They just give silly penalties away. Mm. you know. And I think that all-black game in Melbourne sort of proved as well where a lot of controversy about the ref. But if you look at the laws... You know, in that game, Foley was warned three times by the referee. And, mm. you know, what happened at the end there, well, that you, sometimes you've got to know the laws of the game as well. And you can't go blame the referee when you lose. Uh, you've got to look at yourself. And then a week later, we get by, beat by 40. Like, it's... We, we just haven't got that mongrel. You know, I mean, you guys played in the day. I mean, there's some tough guys around. And every week, they get just turn up and play. You know, you can't rely on last week's game to get you through the next week. And I think, for me, I'd really love to have an Australian coach because he understands our culture. He understands the way we want to play. You know, you won't get New Zealand getting an Aussie or a Kiwi coach, uh, sorry, or South African, or you won't get a South African getting an um, Aussie coach. But we in Australia here, we love getting co coaches from overseas that doesn't really understand our, our way of playing. We've got some really good young talent, but, you know, I watched the Australia 8 versus Japan. You know, if you have a look at that, I mean, why don't they run the ball, try different things and give the guys the skills to be adventurous? But unfortunately, we're, we're in this this uh, era of so much robotic play. You're told what to do. I've got my son uh, in my car now. We're just driving to Brisbane to um, for cricket training. And he played the uh, the Queensland Reds under 15 trials. And um, I watched him train for two days. And not one coach taught them anything. All they did was tell them how to play. There was no, this is what you should be doing. Are you happy here? I just noticed you run the wrong, ang wrong run in the wrong angle. But there's no coaching. They just stand there and just tell you how to play. That's it. David Campese. How the young kids are. How are you supposed to learn? If Rennie's not the answer then, is there a coach currently in Australia you'd like to see have a crack at coaching the Wallabies? Look, I, I think it's a bit late now because of the World Cup, but I think that um, Laurie Fisher would probably be the best at the moment. He's been around a long time. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you guys might you know, talk about league as well, where all the coaches are really very similar. Um, and, you know, what we need is someone... And it, it's interesting, I don't know about in league, but in rugby, I think 99.9% .9 of the coaches are all forwards. All the backs are in stock exchange and lawyers and all that. It's a bit of a difference. So, and Ford's, Ford's love line outs and scrums and kicking the crap out of the ball. Um, there's not too many backs around these days. But um, 
Look, I, I think we, we, we should have learned many years ago, and I said after 2019 Rugby World Cup, we should have set up, you know, even with Michael Checkard, love him or hate him, get him involved and say, right, you know, you're going to have to look for four or five really good young coaches in Australia, put them through their paces. So we've got a system of coaches coming through. Every coach in rugby has got to go overseas to prove himself, and when they do, we buy him back. Mm. And they come back and they still they play in a style of rugby that's not Australia. They play the same style, you know. We, we used to have a fantastic back line. We used to counter-attack from everywhere. We had the skills to do that, but we've seen we've lost that. And I think it's because of knowledge. Knowledge hasn't been passed on from old guys like us. Have we got the players, Campo? Have we got the players to be able to execute that style of play? Not, not anymore. I think player education has been the biggest problem. That we've, we, we haven't had coaches going around coaching coaches. Mm. Um, and the players, you know, I can name a couple of players, but I won't. And some of them, the skill factor, I mean, really, you, you need to have better skills to play at that top level. And it is frustrating when you watch. And, you know, it's about team. When you get to an international level, everyone's got to be on the same uh, page. Everyone's got to think the same. And you've got to start helping each other out. It's not about individuals at that level, you know. It's about trying to do your best for your country and, and you're playing for all the supporters and and uh, all the fans at home who, who love the game. Now, before we let you go, uh, one of the great spectacles in, in rugby union over many, many decades, of course, has been the All Blacks' Harker. Now, 2011, uh, the the final against France, they they challenged the Harker with their, their arrow formation and now we see the... The Wallabies starting to form what they call a boomerang now as the Harker is being performed. Um, many have criticised Australia. Many have applauded it. What do you think? Do you think it's it's play on, fair game? Yeah, look, I think I've I, I, I played the All Blacks 29 times, so I faced it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And 2091 World Cup, I actually didn't face the Harker. I was kicking the ball around in the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup because we weren't told what we should do. You know, the, the coach said, listen, just go, if you feel comfortable, do something, do something, so we'll kick the ball around. Look, I think it's great for the game. People want to see it. But I really think the All Blacks have got to either do it at home, um, not away, because even in Australia, if you do the Harker, I mean, there's more Kiwis watching the game than bloody Australians. So mm. it's actually like a home game to them. Um, so, look, if people want to do whatever they want to do, great. I think that Australia did it because England did it in the World Cup 2019 and beat uh, New Zealand. So I think everyone's trying different things. I, the only way to beat the All Blacks is give 80 minutes of your best rugby and at the end of the game, make sure you're, you're in front of them. That's the only way you're going to beat them. It's not going to be because you do a boomerang. <laughs> David Campisi, we could talk to you all night. We wanted to say congratulations on being inducted into the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. We're 25 years late. Uh, we're a bit slow around these parts. Thank you. <laughs> and and we wish we wish those being inducted into the Sport Australia Hall of Fame uh, tomorrow at the Royal Queensland Golf Club. Thanks for your honesty. Thanks for your time on Sports Day, mate. You're welcome, guys. Anytime. Welcome back, Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year.
This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Sats and Jace here for your Wednesday night. 0457 736 736 is our phone text number. And our phone number is 1300 01 1170. The best text or caller tonight will win those wonderful tickets. What a great race day it's coming up. Of course, I'm talking about the Golden Eagle race day. Saturday, 29th of October at Rose Hill, thanks to Racing New South Wales. Rugby League. Will Brooksy go into our running for the prize? Because we were talking about Maduri early on. Oh, don't. And he said in the 2000s, all the rage was the Maduri illusions. It was too. It was. The illusion shakers, wasn't it? Horrible. It knocked me out one night. Never touched it since. <laughs> Righty, your text messages. Let's get to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Actually, a nice little one here from Rooster Muzz. Read the Barley anniversary. 20 years ago today. Yeah. 2002. 88 Australians lost their lives in these Barley uh, I want to send bombings. a cheer out, cheer out, out to all the people that survived, including my brother, sister-in-law, two-year-old nephew, and 10 of their friends and the boys. And it goes without saying the poor buggers that didn't make it the families and friends are always in our thoughts. Absolutely, Rooster Muzz. Great text. Um, Goat news reasons. Let's talk about it. At the end, of, before the show started tonight, yep. you made the outrageous claim, and she's up there. I'd say she's top three, but you said Sandra Sully was the best newsreader and still is the best newsreader of all time. One of the great news no, sources you, no, 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 of no. all time. You, now you're saying one off. No, she's the best. She's no. the best. So, Goat new re- newsreaders, and this is uh, Grafton Bronco and 2GF. Sats and Wookie with you, Sats. Sandra Sully is the best. Uh, evening, fellas. Steve, the Dubbo Dribbler, says, listen here, Woog's your flog. <laughs> Sully is the best. Brian Henderson <laughs> is. Why do I get a take? That's a great saying. Hendo, Brian Henderson. Brian Henderson from Sydney News, the greatest newsreader ever. Mm. Well, Glenn actually says, like Hendo was to new re- newsreading, you are the greatest sportscaster ever. And Go I don't away. even need the prize tonight. I love you, Justin. Go away. <laughs> um, so I think I'm winning that. I'm winning that at the moment. All right. That's Ridiculous is coming up real soon. We wanted some of your That's Ridiculouses. Uh, we've got um, a text here. Hey, lads, what's ridiculous is Dylan Edwards' tackle on Simonson uh, being hailed as good as Sats one on Todd Burns. Seriously, a fullback? It was pretty good. Should have got Simonson, but no way a second row could have even got close to one of the slowest players in the games. Come that's... on. Toddy Burns. Come on, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Mm. It's Kaima Kiwi. Uh, set that one through. Thank you. Any more? That's ridiculous. Afternoon, gents. Michael from Logan. That's ridiculous. Dick Sargent replacing Dick York as Darren on Bewitched. And getting away with it. I didn't realise there was a change. Really? Yeah. Well, I just found out tonight Elizabeth Montgomery, who played Bewitched, is dead. Well, I, I, th- I thought I knew that. But I thought I'd let you throw yourself under the bus with that. So, uh, My condolences uh, for that. What about like, names? Mm-hmm. Didn't Dane just send us a text about it? We're talking about bad names. What was, what was that about again? Uh, there was a, a list put out over the last 24 hours oh, baby of, of the worst baby names. And yeah, I said... We'll get to that. One of my best friend's dad's name is Brian, and his last name is O'Brien. And Danger said, my wife's name is Robin Robinson. That's a lie, Danger. Oh, you know why? Because Danger Will Robinson. <laughs> and Robin, I don't believe him. Okay, so we spoke about the manly drama as well and what's going on. Is Des going to accept the the subtle changes they want to the coaching staff in 2023 in the football office? He doesn't have to because he's still under contract. Um, Daniel from Prairie, Prairie Wood. 
Siena. Is Penn serious? He honestly believes the Seagulls have a premiership winning roster and a need a coaching department to match. So the Seagulls roster is on par with the Panthers list, is it? This has nothing to do with Hasler's coaching ability nor record, and he makes a really good point here. It's a battle for power and control. Yeah, wow. Perhaps if Penn and the owner of the club didn't spend half the year in New York, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so it's a really good point you make there, Daniel. It is about power and control because he's a powerful figure, Don uh, Desi Hasler. He's a... Not only a manly legend, he's a great coach and has proven that on a number of occasions, season after season. This year, you know, whenever they lose Tommy Trebojevic, unfortunately, they fall in a heap. And you know, 33 games in three seasons since re-signing Tommy Trebojevic, uh, he's the key to that side. But as one of our Texas uh, mentioned earlier on, we wouldn't be talking about this if he they made the finals. Um, just quickly before we go to a break, uh, talking about tech uh, about names, bad names. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys of 2022, thanks to Emma's list, uh, Emma's diary. Dick is one of them. What, worst names? Yeah, worst boys' names. Yep. Danger is on there. It is not. It is. Are you serious? Didn't you look at the list? I didn't look at all of it. Diesel, um, Adolf. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I do. You know the other one that is a bad name? The what? worst names uh, of 2022? Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Justin. Justin's on there. <laughs> That's great. And Glenn from uh... Newcastle. Is on there as well. I'll give you a couple of girls' names before we go to the break. Apple. Yeah, anyone, you can't name your kids after fruit. True. Oh, here's my child, Banana. Like, mm. it doesn't – that pineapple. Do you know a friend of mine's mum and dad named all the kids after where they were conceived? So, had, um, Lounge Room. That Byron. Oh, Byron. Yeah, Sydney. Yep. Um, <laughs> Byron, Sydney. Mum's bedroom? No, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, in America. Wow. And his name's Tony. <laughs> they can't remember. We're going to a break. This is Sports Day. <laughs> Thanks to Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, The T20 action kicking off shortly across the SEN network uh, in Canberra, Australia, playing uh, England. Uh, Australia, full-strength bowling attack, and it's about time people are listening to me, the fourth Steve Smith, 12th man, been, uh, he hasn't been dropped, obviously, but he's the 12th man tonight for, for the Aussies. Mm-hmm. If they're not giving him a run, why is he in the squad? Do you think he'll just remain in the squad for the T20 World Cup and not actually play? He's there. No, he'll play. In, as a backup, emergency. Well, do you play. think they want to give him some practice? He Maybe need some practice. Uh, the team, he's Finch. 400 games. Finch, <laughs> Finch Warner, Marsh, uh, Maxwell Stoinis, uh, David. Uh, a man with two first names. Uh, Wade. Wasn't he good the other night just punching people in the chest? Cummins, uh, Stark, Zampa, Hazelwood and Smith, as I said, 12th man. That's from SCN Cricket. So all of our SCN stations leaving for that. If you want to keep listening to us, uh, you can by tuning into the Super Radio Network. Um, you'll find us on there. What's going on? No, we just got bad names. Uh, Cameron from yep. Borkham Hills says, I swear on my two dogs' lives, I know a... Robin Banks and a Thomas what? Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. That's lazy. 
that can't be happening. Oh, uh, that's good. Um, that's we've got a good. text from 280. Isn't Brian Lara's child named Sydney? Yes. Come on. Is that right? Yes. Read into that as you will. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, got some A-League stuff for you. Oh, we're also going to catch up with Simon Orchard. He's going to give us some tips for Wenty Park tonight. That's still to come. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. Cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Welcome to an hour two of the show. Uh, the Aussies and also England just about to get underway in the second T20 between the two countries at Manuka Oval. Keep you updated on some of the scores in that game. Well, all the scores, to be honest. Uh, lots of your texts coming through. Simon Orchard from Greyhound, New South Wales. Joining us soon with some tips for Wenty Park. I think race four and race five tonight. So stand by for that. Uh, that's ridiculous. We do that every Wednesday night, don't we, Scott Sattler? We do. Uh, and we're asking for your texts on that. We'll get to that real soon. That'll be in segment six. This is segment five mm. of the show. So just giving you a bit of a heads up. We'll get to that about 20 past. Uh, 0457 736 736. Don't forget to the best text or phone call we uh, get tonight on the show We'll go into the draw for that magnificent two tickets. What a great race day. The Golden Eagle race day is at Rose Hill, Saturday, 29th of October, thanks to Racing New South Wales. We'll draw that at the end of the show. Sats, with thanks to McDonald Jones Homes, a lot of text messages. A lot about bad names, uh, goat news readers, uh, the Manly situation as well. A couple of that's ridiculouses. Um, Brian Lara named his daughter Sydney after scoring 277 at the SCG in January 93. His first test century, David from Benora Point. Yeah, nice. That he did, yeah. And uh, on that as well, Brett from Kingsgrove. BC Lara scored his first test 100 in Sydney. Hence his daughter's name. Lucky he didn't score it in... Lo- oh, no, he can't. That's a city in... Where? In India. He, okay. He can't read that out. You better not. As a teacher, I came across Muhammad Muhammad and Osman yep. Osman. I seriously asked Osman his name one day and thought he had a stutter. Peter. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> um, hi, guys. Back in the 70s, playing for West in the Brizzy League, there were two brothers, one named Steve. The other one was Wayne. Their last name was Carr. Steve and Wayne Carr. Oh. But their parents didn't think that Wayne would be upset with his name. Brian from Whiteside. Well, he probably wouldn't realise it as a kid until he probably got to school. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, mate, that would have been absolute torture. Yeah. Um, Muzz says, my brother married a girl with the same surname as us and neither family is from Queensland or Tassie. Your wife's from Tassie, hey? Yep. Hmm. Third cousin. <laughs> Worst what? girl's name's Peaches. Peaches? Yeah. Brett from Aub- Auburn also says, hey, guys, funny names for themes. So if an actor Peter Cushion married Whoopi Goldberg, would his name be Whoopi Cushion? That's, that's, all right. that's Listeners are now doing some gear. Uh, we'll get back to some of your texts for McDonald Jones Homes in just a sec, but uh, Danger uh, is on the line now. Oh, Danger, hello. are you in the bath or what? What's going on? No, not yet. I'm just about to jump in it. Daylight savings really stuffed me up. Mm. But anyway. Of course. Um, it's only 6 o'clock in Queensland. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, Robin Robinson. That is my wife's name. But, really? But at, yeah. 
it's not the first one. My eldest brother, who's like no longer with us, um, his wife was Robin Robinson. And yeah, and would you like to speak to Robin? Just to verify. Is that Mrs. Danger? Yeah. Yeah, throw oh. her on. Throw her on. Here's yep. a lady who deserves Absolutely. a medal. <laughs> Hello? Robin, you are a saint. You are. How do you, put, How do you put up with it? Oh, Tell us. Everybody, everybody calls me a saint. Yeah. You deserve a medal. <laughs> we know can that. You, can you describe uh, danger yeah. for us, please? So, what physically? Yeah, physically. You? Yeah. So how high? What's I it think look like? mentally we've worked it out. <laughs> Just if, if you give us a physical picture, yeah, I think please. So. Robin. Yeah, yeah. He's five foot five. <laughs> <laughs> He's midget. Yep. Yeah, he weighs. Sixty kilos. Oh, he's a jockey. Oh, he is yeah. a jockey. Yeah, he is. He could have been a jockey. Yeah. He's never since I've known him for thirty-five years. He's never weighed more than sixty kilos. So, give him a feed for Christ's sake, would yeah. you, Robin Robinson? He, don't, he doesn't like to eat food. Oh. Robin, what attracted you to uh, danger? <laughs> what, what what was oh, what was it? I, uh, I think it might have been Lone Star Tavern at um, <laughs> Peanuts. Take it with the peanuts. Yeah. We used to crack the peanuts, throw them on the floor. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah. you're allowed to do that. <laughs> um, now, when we actually used to do danger in bath time with danger, would he physically be in the bath with his rubber ducky? Is, or was yeah. he just. Was he really? Yeah. That's really creepy. Did that disturb yeah. you that he was getting into a bath <laughs> for two, three blokes on the radio? Like, is that a concern? No, I just shut the door. It's got nothing to do with me. This is outstanding. Rightio, well, listen, we'll, we'll let you get Robin. Um, Thank you, Mrs. Danger. Uh, blink, All right. blink twice. Uh, nice talking if you, to you, boys. Hey, Robin, blink oh, twice God, if you want us to send the police. That's a toy. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it? Do you need to send help? <laughs> hey, why Danger? What, where did Danger come from? What's what's the the nickname he, Danger? He he got that name. He's a truck driver. Yep. And he was driving. Oh, don't tell him that. <laughs> he um he had to write the danger wide load sign um had to have it painted anyway his boss was there and and he painted it all up ready to put on his his boss um Laurie Phillips at the time yep. um he was all dressed up ready to go to a meeting sat on the sign and it said danger on it that's how he got the sign that's how he got the name I'm glad we asked <laughs> and hey. the paint was wet yeah oh, was so it? Laurie Laurie had to be well, yeah. Well, well, Robin, Danger yeah. is one of the being voted yeah. one of the worst boys' names of 2022. Okay. So there you go. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. All right. See you. No Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. She, she makes in, sense. She's in trouble. She makes sense. Should be mm. sending some help. Yeah. She was. Was there any? Was, she, was there any safety <laughs> words she was trying to give us then? Hey, now listen. We've got a lot of text messages here about our chat with David Campisi. Hey. Guys, uh, hey, Justin, it's very rare for me to give you a wrap, but I'd like to congratulate you on such sats for a great interview with Camper. The questions were relevant and on point. Camper answered with his legendary honesty. Thanks again. Shotgun Shine, 2HD. Yeah, he is a very honest man, isn't he? He holds no punches, mm. uh, Campo. Um, Campisi, uh, this is from St. Boyd, 2HD. G'day, boys. He's a rugby legend. He spoke very well and sincere. Congratulations on the Sporting Australian Hall of Fame. Uh, not too many more officials interrupting a game. Seriously, a game does not need it. Um, Brian Henderson is the best. St. Boyd, you're cut there off. There you go. There you One go. week. 
And William Sats, I would rate David Campo Campisi in the top three Wallaby backs of all time, along with Mark Eller and Tim Hoare, and I agree with you. Oh, what about that combination, Rooster? though, of yeah, the Eller brothers, by, by all means, but what about that combination of Timmy Horan and, and Jason Little? Jason Little. Um, that was outstanding. Unbelievable. Oh, outstanding. Well, that team that won the, the World Cup that year, that try that Campisi set up for Timmy Horan in the semifinal against the All Blacks, that was amazing. And um, what he what he could do with... It was just mesmerising, David Campese. Now, that Mark Eller, you, Mark Eller retired at the age of 24. Was he that young? Yeah. Best player in the world and retired at 24, yeah. An what amazing man too. Brendan, great text. The Campese sidestep back in the day, how good. And I talked about Nature Strip, how the race will be on yep. SEN this Saturday. Uh, too short, but we'll be watching. Seriously, Nature Strip could take a bath. With danger. On the turn. Mm. No, I'd be concerned. I don't want Nature Strip to catch anything uh, if it's in the bath with danger. Um, I thought, what a, that, I, I still don't understand how he got the name, but that was. did you find that disappointing, how he got the nickname Danger from yeah. painting the, the words? I thought, he, I thought she was going to say that he painted this the Danger sign up ready to go and he spelled Danger wrong. That's what I thought it was going to be. Danger. <laughs> we should go with that anyway. Uh, that's ridiculous. Not too far away. Goat newsreaders. G'day, Sats and Woogs. Yes, Sandra Sally is still the best. She's still graceful as ever. And that awesome voice. Yeah. Hey, Sats, did you ever play against Manly's brother, uh, Maddie's brother, Maddie Rogers' brother, Don? Donnie, no, I didn't. Sporty Gav. No, I didn't, Sporty Gav. Um, but he played for Cronulla as well at the same time as Maddie was there in lower grades. Hmm. Did you read out Brett of Auburn's text about Frank Zappa's kids? No, no, no. I was going to read that one out. Go ahead. How is it? Hey, guys, worst names ever. Singer, entertainer, Frankie Zappa. Name his kids Moon Unit Zappa and Dweezil Zappa. That's Brett from Auburn. Thanks, Brett. Uh, surprisingly, those names haven't made the worst boys' name list of 2022. Adolf has. <laughs> this name has. Hey, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Danger has made the list. Mm. Can you believe that? Rightio, uh, keep your text messages coming through for McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, birthday sale is on now. Um, what about Australian cricket legend Ian Healy this morning on his breakfast show in Brisbane with Pat Welsh? He's spoken about David Warner's push to be allowed back into leadership leadership positions. There is a there is going to be a meeting uh, with the Cricket Australian board. Um, here's what Heels had to say about it today. Well, here's my hope. Mm. They would make him available to be a leader again okay. if, if any team needs that, i.e. Sydney Thunder. Yep. And de- But you're not going to use a 37-year-old captain, are you, in the Australian setups. You've got to start bringing people through and use him as a, a mentor if that's what you need. Yeah. So you, he, you don't think he'll get the ODI captaincy? No. In the short term? No. No? Okay. We, well, we've got a good enough team to get a, get a longer-term view on a captain, haven't we? Yeah. And use David so. Warner for two more years underneath them, but Pop. he has improved as as a that leader, and his all his w- words um, and his actions. He seems to be living those words uh, have been very impressive in the last couple of years. Yeah, well said, Hills. And look, he he, he won't be. He's too old to captain, but again, well, he's thirty five now. And by the time the ODI World Cup comes around, what is it? About thirty seven. Yep. And, and and there is a position for a skipper in the ODI. Australian team right now. No, but he he, he makes sense in relation yeah. to, you know, he's 37. Do we really want to give a 37-year-old the ADI captaincy? 
Uh, I thought it was ridiculous that he was given a life leadership ban from the Australian Cricket Board when he compared it to others in, in other nations that have... Um, Got a couple of matches. Yeah, been found of tampering with the ball. Yeah, it was embarrassing as a country, but I didn't think it needed to be a lifetime ban. But whether he needs validation or not, that yes, that's been lifted now, and whether he's not the captain at all, it doesn't matter whether the ban is there or not. He is still a leader within that side, purely because of his experience, the amount of games that he's played, the big games that he's played, his age, and uh, the situations he's been in. So, yeah, he's right. He will be used and continue to be used as a mentor. So I'll paint a scenario for you. You've got young Tim David, for example, in the side who hasn't played many games and maybe gone through a bit of a form slump. I've got no doubt he would go to someone like a Dave Warner. And Dave Warner doesn't need the leadership or the C title. next to his name or the title next to his name to be classed as a leader. He would just naturally be a go-to person within that side purely because of his experience. Do you think, though, because of all the hard work he's done in rebuilding his character in the game? Well, that's what I'm saying. Does he need that validation? Maybe. Well, I just think it'd be nice to have that lifted. Even if he doesn't become officially a leader, Mm. it'd be nice just to have that as recognition of the hard work he's done. Good for your Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good for your um, reputation, wouldn't you think? Yeah. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Boxing promoter Eddie Hearn has spoken about how he wants to host a big stadium event in Australia. Yeah, he's talking about uh, he'd love to bring uh, Anthony Joshua, who's a former world champion. He's just knocked back a fight with Tyson Fury, actually. He wants to bring a big fight to the Gabba. He goes back to that Manny Pacquiao-Jeff Horn fight and thought it was a big moment for the sport here. We need to get to those again in Australia. And the reason why there's not a lot of fights out here is because well, big fights like those those big heavyweight fights. There's one Australia hasn't had a heavyweight contender for a lot of years. Lucas Big Daddy Brown won one, won a world title in Chechnya years ago, had that taken off him. Um, but now Australian boxing is probably at its healthiest it has been for a lot of With years. Justice Hooney? No, no. He's th- talking about this, uh, another Australian heavyweight. He's had 21 fights, 21 wins. His name's Dempsey McKeon. He's an Ipswich boy. He's six foot six, and he's a good fighter as well. He's actually fighting on the undercard... This week of the, I think it's the George Combo, yeah, George Combosis and Devin Haney fight. He's a really good fighter. Okay. So he wants to try and pit Anthony Joshua up against um, Dempsey McKeon at the Gabba. It would be outstanding. I was hoping you'd say justice. Tell him that justice is waiting for him. He's waiting for you. Okay, Justin, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> We've got to interview Justice Hooney and play that. Yeah, you play it. But we do it at... at a great distance. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Well, we'll we'll watch that space. Uh, Socceroos centre back. Uh, how can we do a lot of soccer? <sighs> Harry Suter is set to return to football this weekend in Stoke City's reserve team. Stoke City's reserve. We're doing a story about Stoke City. What are they in the fifth division? Jack, can you get in here, please? Um, he's six foot five or six foot six. This right. Australian defender. He's making his comeback. Jack, can you tell the listeners why this is important? Well, are you going to throw someone who's been out for so long because of an ACL injury? Are you Are just going to throw him back in the first team? No. no. You're going to build him up. But why He's is it a story? Why, why, is it a story? why, why wouldn't we, we do the story when he actually gets back into the EPL? Because I stoke City of... in the EPL. No. Oh. oh, God. And he's in the reserve grade side of Is this not a very positive – this is a very positive sign in terms of the World Cup. So will he play a part in the World Cup? Well, he's played for the Soccers before. He has for a long time. Yep. Obviously, we've got problems at the back. If he is fit, able, he's good on the knee, and he gets a couple of games into him, he could be uh, someone that's looked at for the 
for the side. Okay. Right. So what division is Stoke in? I think they're in the championship. What's that third? Is that the one underneath no, that's, that's the EPL? the one underneath. Oh, that's okay. bad, Jack. No, but isn't it important when you, look at, when you look at where we're heading? I know that you don't care about the World Cup, but a lot of people do. No, I do, do. care no, no, about the World Cup. It's actually very important. But we don't care about reserve grade for Stoke City. No, but do you care about the Socceroos? Yes. yes. Then you care about Harry. By extension. There you go. That's a good – that's actually a really good headline, care about Harry. <laughs> Thank you. That's a yeah. banner. That's a banner. That should be on a T-shirt, Jack. Yep. Yeah. Print that up tomorrow. Okay, can you go back the headline was major World Cup boost. Okay. Can you go back to your box I now? Thank you. Major World Cup boost. Someone's playing reserve grade <laughs> for Stoke City. <laughs> and as that, he walked out, listen, as he just did the Ronaldo <laughs> celebra- <laughs> celebratory dance. Because that's what oh. you want going into a World Cup. You want your guys Why do in we employ idiots here? Reserve, <laughs> reserve grade. That's what you want. You want them reserve grade ready. Yep. At Stoke City. Mm. Outstanding. Jack, can we get an update on that game, mate, how he goes? And uh, in the Australia versus England match in Monica, it is uh, two overs, and England are none for eight. Joss Butler and Hales are in at the moment. Butler's got all runs. I thought you didn't care about cricket, mate. Well, I'm doing it to to humour you. Okay. Because you get annoyed and you, your knickers in a knot if we don't talk about the friendlies. Hey, listen, in around about ten minutes' time... Mm-hmm. The trade period for the AFL is over, and we're we're looking at. Uh, I guess is the biggest thing is the whole what's happening with um, oh, what's his name going to? Yes, yeah, Josh Dunkley, Dunkley going to the Lions. Lions. So, it, it, have, have we heard anything on that yet, Jack? Has it has it been signed off on? No. Okay. Okay, so the uh, the Kangaroos are playing Fiji in the first match uh, this weekend. For Hang you. on, I'm not finished. Oh, well, you stopped. I've got, I've got to wrap you this up. You said to me off air, when I pause, you need yeah. to jump in. So you pause. Reports are that Hawthorne midfielder Jago Amira has requested a trade to Frio. Amira uh, from WA had interest from GWS and the Dockers, but a trade will not be simple because uh, the Dockers had very few picks to trade Breaking out. Breaking news, Josh Dunkley gets to Brisbane. There you go. There you go. Just happened right there. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia, search Continental Tyres today. That's a big get for the Lions. Massive. On getting Gunston yesterday. Norman. No, he's his um, grandson. grandson. Yep. Uh, getting uh, Gunston yesterday and Josh Dunkley today. That is massive news for Brisbane Lions supporters. Full details to be confirmed, but sounds like a future first, future second, and 21 pick going back to the Bulldogs. Some late picks involved as well. They've got their men, Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Yes. World Cup Rugby League update, Scott. Kangaroos have named their side to play Fiji this weekend in the first game of the World Cup for Australia. And the backline numbering looks this way. One, and the wingers are nine and 23. The centres are eight and four. The five-eighth, Cameron Munster, is wearing number seven. And the halfback, Daly Cherry Evans, is wearing number two. I see a lot of people, Sats. Look, we've just got to get over it. That's, That's the decision. We'll put up with it, right? But... Um, good luck being a commentator uh, and calling that and getting used to that. But I, I see a lot of people on social media, surprise, surprise, are blowing up that Cleary is in, in the number seven position. Isaiah Yo is not in the side block. No, Mao announced earlier in the week, on Monday, in fact, he's saying he's going to give those all those players 
that were in the grand final for Parramatta and the Panthers the week off. Sober up. Yeah, that's probably mm. more likely to be it. So, smart move. And, and what are your thoughts, Sats? Uh, I think I might be using this later, but I'll throw it to you now. When it comes to the season, the, the business end of the, the, the Rugby League World Cup, yeah, who will be in that seven? It, it, it has Nathan to be clear. It has to be. He's the, he's the best half, halfback in the game. Well, he is the best halfback in the game, but it's different when you've got to play at international origin level. Now, this is his first furore into international oh, rugby league. So... Um, he's got to prove that, that the combination that he will have with, whether it's Ben Hunt or Harry Grant at hooker, um, the, the combination he's got with Isaiah Yeo. And Mel Meninga has said he's the premier number 13, which says he's going to be the lock forward for the test, the, the, the main matches against your, your Kiwis and um, your big matches. So it'll come down to what what combination works best. Now, is Cameron Munster the right 5'8 for Nathan Cleary? Yeah. Yeah, well, many many say no, because many would think that Cleary would would cramp Cameron Munster. Oh, but you've got to start picking players on ability. Absolutely, and I as agree a reward as well, yeah. you can't worry about that. I absolutely, I agree. But with his you. his combination with Isaiah Yo, yeah, will be good. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they know each other quite well. Oh, yeah, I don't know, listeners. What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. When it comes to the business end. Of the Rugby League World Cup, will Cleary be wearing that number seven? I think the general consensus is yet. Uh, and I'm very impressed by the use of the word, what is it? Furore. Furore. Is that mm. actually how you say it? Furore. Furore. Correct me if I'm right. Um, now, the Kangaroos side is Tedesco, Addo Carr, Murray Tawalangi, Latrell Mitchell, Val Holmes in the centres, Munster and Cherry Evans. And the forward pack is Fasul Malaawi. Ben Hunt is the hooker. Trebojevic in the front row with Crichton, Nanai, Cameron Murray on the bench. Harry Grant, Reuben Cotter, Pat Carrigan, Jack White. Now, Harry Grant was injured at training yesterday, but he still looks like he may take his place in the side. What's Mr. Muzz mean by this on the text machine? Woogie and Sats, how ironic that Danger is a truck driver and his boss's name is Laurie. A lorry. A truck carries oh, a lorry. Oh. Are you serious? That's terrible. Sporty Gav says, hey, guys, what about the actor Rip Torn? What a weird name. What about him? What's well, a weird name? He's saying it's a weird name. Oh, come on. Well, wh- why are we doing weird names? How did we How did we get to that? You put it in the run sheet. No, I did bad, not. Bad been... names for first names. Yeah. For, for, for 2022. Yeah. I didn't want stupid names. I didn't want that. But that's where it ends up going to. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia, Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. We're going to get to you all That's Ridiculous as shortly. I think we've got a wicket in the cricket. Oh, what a catch. What an outstanding catch that was. The, the Poms are one for 21 after three overs. We'll keep you updated on that too uh, here on Sports Day. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back. Welcome back. Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Rightio, time for That's Ridiculous here on Sports Day. Uh, We are doing it thanks to, I've lost, 
Everything seems to be mucking up in here at the moment. Here we go. Expert car service. Book into your local Repco authorised service centre. Let's get to the ones that have been text through to us, Sats, on 0457 736 736. We're talking about Angela Lansbury earlier and, and how she passed away. But everyone in the town that she was writing those books were getting knocked off. Yeah, they were. And I hope she wasn't a victim. And on the theme of TV shows... Um, on text message 388, ending in 388, what about Mount Thomas in Blue Healers? Dangerous. Just about everyone died or was locked up. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, true. Well, but, but it wasn't a country practice in a small town as well. Everyone was mm. just sick <laughs> or getting arrested. Afternoon, gentlemen. It's Bruce from Blacksmiths here. Talk about that's ridiculous and funny names. For three years in primary school, I was in class with another boy whose name was Damien Farts. <laughs> come on, that's ridiculous. How come that word makes you laugh? Doesn't matter how old you are. I don't see the humour in that. I just thought he was, because it's spelled F-A-R-T-Z, I just thought he was German. Uh, yeah. uh, have you got any for us? Yeah, I yeah. have, yeah. yeah well. uh, Jesse Southwell, who's a 17-year-old, played for the Newcastle Knights NRLW Premiers. I know Racine McGregor was the Dally M Player of the Year, but there's an argument that Jesse Southwell, the 17-year-old, was one of the best players in the competition this year. She has missed out on the Gillaroos squad. Now, I... Come on, that's ridiculous. I thought Jesse Southwell must have been injured, but I checked up during the week just to say, well, what's happened with Jesse Southwell? Is she injured or... She's only 17. Have they not let her go to the World Cup for the yeah. Gillaroos? And the response was, no, she she was left out. I've got a, uh, a wrong... Text here. I'm not mm. going to say the name or the number. Yeah. It says, I'll call you in 10, babe. I'll be home soon. Get the spa ready because oh, we're in wow. it. Come on. That's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. And don't call me babe. And the uh, the author of that text message has just texted our number back as well saying, sorry, boys, wrong number, laughing face. And uh, then the next one says his name. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to be sucked into it. But. <laughs> Is that a wrong choice of word? I'm sorry. Come yeah. on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Have fun, Nate. Ah, mm. yes. Uh, so, Jesse Southwell missing out on yeah. the Gillaroos, that is ridiculous. I was listening to Sports Bazaar with uh, Titus O'Reilly and Mick Malloy, the podcast, uh, last night, Sats. And um, I love the series. And I'm up to the episode where he's talking about Ron- Rodman and Kim Jong-un. And the the fearless North Korean dictator. You know what I, I found really ridiculous in it? Other people knocked back going. Other basketballers, famous basketballers. Michael Jordan. Yeah, he knocked it back. Uh, they were going to send Steve Kerr, Kerr. The coach of the Golden State Warriors. And they thought he's he's pretty quiet, neutral. He won't upset, you know, this fearless dictator who's just knocked off his brother and <laughs> uncles and, and whatever. So they... <laughs> They ring Dennis Rodman, and he goes, yeah, right, I'll go. Right. Well, they organise it with his agent. That's right. Yeah. The agent, he didn't find out until he was almost in North Korea that he was going to North Korea. His agent thought he was going to South Korea. Come on, that's ridiculous. He thought it was the same country. He thought yes. North and South Korea were the same country. So Dennis Rodman famously went to this meeting with Kim Jong-un, became best mates with him, had peace talks with him, Called him dude apparently every <laughs> every third third sentence. So uh, yeah, that would have been that would have been great footage to watch. The meeting uh, of Kim Jong Un and 
Dennis Rodman. Well, you know, he went the second time. Um, the re- I found a documentary on Prime, Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it tonight. Mm. They There's two documentaries. There's one made by Vice. That was the original one. But the second one, it's just appeared on uh, Prime. I'm going to watch it tonight. But he goes back and just has a massive party. And he kind of has a breakdown after that, Dennis Rodman. So, well, he did marry himself. Yeah, true, mm. true, true, true. Can I throw another one just quickly at you? It's yep. baseball related as well. I was watching that Redeem team, that fabulous documentary you told me about on Netflix about the 2008 uh, USA Olympic basketball team. They had bad series in 2004. They had to qualify uh, through FIBA North American series to get there. They had to finish first or second in that tournament. Mm. To get to the Olympics, they did that. They got there. They they redeemed themselves. But what I thought was crazy, one of the assistant coaches' father played for the USA for the gold medal against Russia in 1972. He lands the two free throws to win the game, 50-49. to 49. They're celebrating the victory. All the time's up. And then all of a sudden... They've wanted to add three seconds to the clock to give Russia the chance to win. Come on, that's ridiculous. And did. And they did. Mm. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, it's a little bit like rugby league. They say that the, the time on the scoreboard is not the actual game time. The officials hold the actual game time. So that was the argument, but it was heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking to watch. I'm calling BS on that. <laughs> that was so dodgy. I couldn't believe it. What else you got? Jason Satz, really? The Aussie numbering system is garbage. Okay for training gear or maybe on the sleeve of the main jumper. I like that, but not a good thing in my opinion. We had a kid at school that's last name. Oh, no, I can't. Pop off. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's not a... That's so Alexander Pop off. One of the greats. That's pretty funny. No, it's... Right Anything Actually, else? Yeah, Bondo Jock says... Bondo Jock. Jack says... <laughs> well, I got his name wrong as well. <laughs> Woogie, the word Sats bungled and was trying to say was foray. 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 Not well for- spotted and well done questioning Sats comment. Correct me if I'm right. It's his first foray. <laughs> foray. Uh, cricket update. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. Watching uh, one of the warm-up matches at the moment. England 2 for 35 after 5 overs. Stokes 3 not out. Milan is 11 uh, not out. Uh, I'm loving the cricket. We've got 757 said Stornis just said bloody beauty. One for none. He he was on. He still is on one. For, no, that's Stark. Yep. Yeah, but one for none he was on. Stoinis. Don't risk missing all your team's matches of the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. And also these Leo games. I can't wait. I'm, I'm frothing the World Cup. Kicks off Sunday. Gives you plenty of time to get yourself some KO Sports before that. We're going to go to break, Sats. We're going to catch up with our great... Mate Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. Uh, get a pen and paper ready or whatever you use uh, nowadays, document stuff. He's got a couple of tips for Wenty Park. Gamble responsibly. Up next for us here on Sports Day. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. Cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Uh, the dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. Every Wednesday night we chat with Simon Orchard uh, from New South Wales Greyhounds. Joining us right now. How would your tips go last week? Was it another 50 percenter? Yes, 
boys, I think, well, probably. That seems to be how I roll at the moment. I just mm. can't quite nail uh, 100% of my tips. And if anyone's putting them in multis, then it's probably killing you. So I'm that's sorry me. about that. But that's me. Sats yeah. whinged all mm. week. I don't know what else I can do, boys. I guess maybe just back them outright slats or um, ignore, ignore me. Yeah. There's two options ignore there. Me. Ignore yeah. me altogether. Exactly. Yeah. Now, there's a fair bit going on, mate. Of course, uh, Golden Cup and the Golden Fireball as well. Tell us more about that. Yeah, you're spot on, uh, boys. We've got the Golden Cup, Golden Fireball heats on Friday. Now, this is uh, big news for Golden. They've got increased prize money this year. So the Fireball goes to twenty five grand. The Golden Cup goes to $40,000 and the fields represent people chasing the money, boys. We've got five wonderful heats of the fireball. Uh, they're going to start at 3.30 on Friday afternoon. And then, of course, the Golden Cup heats, they go on later into the evening. And it's a good slot as well for Golden. Normally, they race through the day down there. So I head down middle of the day, which is fine. The sun's usually shining. But look, people want to have a good time at the end of, end of your week. And there's no better time than... Friday Arvo to head out to the Golden Track. It's the best facility in the state, the best spot to watch Greyhound racing, and they've got a twilight meeting there. So it kicks off around 3 o'clock, and as I said, the racing uh, is going to be top-notch. Those five fireball heats, so that's over 350 metres, boys. These are some of the fastest Greyhounds uh, going around in the country. I actually saw, now that I think about it, I saw the world's fastest Greyhound competition on Fox, I think, the other day. So maybe that's something that we could try and do here in Australia, see mm. who's the fastest. Greyhound is maybe. Anyway, look, the fireball, that would throw up some contenders because these dogs are lickety split. So it's going to be helter skelter. It's going to be a lot of maybe potentially upsets as well because of the nature of those races. And then the Golden Cup, a time on a tradition. And we love Country Cup season, boys, because you go out to the regions, places like Goulburn. I was in Newcastle on the weekend, uh, Taree, those sort of places where people just love having a ripping good time. And you get out there to the Greyhound races and Everyone's knocking back a few tins. Everyone's in a jovial mood, having a bet, and uh, life is good out there in the country. So I can't wait to get down there Friday, other. Yeah, I love the dogs. I can't wait to get to see that uh, Goulburn facility. But uh, listen, can we just rewind a little bit? I heard you say lickety split. Can you explain to the listeners when you're talking about the greyhounds what lickety split is? <laughs> oh, it means, it means sharp. Oh, okay. That, uh, oh, yeah. I know. That's, I don't know if you were too lickety split back in your day, but look, I think that there might even be um, there might even be a few horses or dogs named lickety split. I know there's a horse named She's Lickety Split. Uh, might have even run around a Caulfield today, but yeah, it means quick. It means sharp. It Good. Means, uh, yeah, lightning. I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up for the exactly. kids listening to Sports Day tonight. Mm-hmm. Rightio, mates. Let's improve <laughs> this. Uh, by the way, uh, gamble and drink responsibly is my advice. Yep. Uh, tips. For tonight, mate, for Wenty Park. Yes, gamble responsibly, as always. Good messaging. Uh, look, race four on the card tonight, uh, dog number three, Reflections. Um, look, I mentioned some dogs running around at Goulburn later in the week. Next year, boys, early next year, we've got some more Group 1 racing happening around Sydney, Paws of Thunder, and then we go into the Golden Easter Egg. So they're our next two really big Group 1 races. And I reckon Reflections, in a couple of months' time, could be a dog that bobs up and he's competing for those races. Now, look, I only had 10 starts so far, five wins. All five of those have come at Wenty Park. It's gone around in 29.73, which is lickety split. Uh, pardon the pun again. <laughs> and, look, I just think a really a really good chance tonight. Only about $2.20, $2.30, but I just think she's a class dog, uh, and she's got a big future ahead of her. So race four, number three, Reflections. And then hopefully we can go back-to-back. Race five. Number two, good odds, Emma. I've got a lot of time for this greyhound. I saw her run 
probably a year ago for the first time for Frankie Hurst. She showed a lot of potential on that occasion. She's gone on to win nearly $80,000 in the last year. So she's been a good money spinner for Frank, but she just has no luck for it. She gets bashed and bumped and bruised in nearly every contest that she goes in. Tonight, there's no dog in box three. There's no dog in box five. She's going to have a little bit of room to move, and she's a little bit juicier uh, in the odds as well. She's around $3.40, $3.50. So she's a proven performer. She's a group-level chaser. She always gives you a good run for your money. Race five, number two, good odds, Emma. Give her strength because she needs a change of fortune. Radio, race four, number three, reflections, and race five, number two, good odds, Emma. Radio, mate, thedogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Simon, we'll chat next week, mate. Thanks, as always, boys. Cheers. All right, time for our lay-bin segment here, Sats. Play your way on Coolfield Cup Day. With Betfair, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is when we lay something that we think won't come home. Just something in general. Just You're yeah. never going to win. It's not going to win. Never going to win. But yours is interesting. Tell us about this Troy Aikman stuff. Troy Aikman, of course, one of the, the great greatest NFL quarterbacks. Probably one Cowboys. of the greatest Cowboys of yeah. all time. And yep. uh, He's now a very good NFL commentator with is he ESPN. Yeah, he's just moved to ESPN yeah, this year. moved across, hasn't he? So yeah. while calling the Chiefs and Raiders game over the weekend, he made a comment which has really backfired, and this is why he's never going to win the lay bin. He's never <laughs> going to win with a comment like this. So it was about a, a Chiefs uh, player, um, and he got uh, he got penalised for being too rough on the Raiders quarterback. And so yeah. Aikman remarked in his commentary, my hope is the competition committee, a little bit like our – match review committee. My hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and you know we take the dresses off. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. So he's never going to win lab in that and a lot of the uh, a lot of the tweets and social media calling him sexist and the 60s called. They want their chauvinist back. Um, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, he is yeah. a Texan, mate. Everything's different in Texas. Everything's big in Texas. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, uh, Mine's pretty... It's boring, I'm sorry, but uh, the best I've got for you mm-hmm. is that I'm laying that DCE, Daily Cherry Evans, will not be the number seven. Well, not even number seven. What, what, what number? You're saying he will be the number seven. I'm saying I'm laying that he won't be the number seven, well, the halfback for Australia yep. at the business end of the World Cup. Mm, he's number two. He's, I'm laying that DCE... Won't be the number two. See, then what number will Cleary be? He's number 14. Oh, God. I know. It's just ridiculous. Okay, I'm laying that DCE and Cleary won't be in the number seven jersey. Mm. Come the business. It's just, oh, I give up. Yep. Uh, back and lay bets on Caulfield Cup Day. Join at betfair.com.au or on the app. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. More of your texts next. Thanks to McDonald Jones' birthday sale, which is on now. Update the cricket. Aussies on top early after eight overs. England three for 54. Milan 24. Adam Zampa just clean bowled. Did he? Yep. Uh, uh, Stokesy. Stokes. One of the big dangers. Actually, on the text, that's on 0457736736. Um, how is Stokes? No, you're not sure. I'd love to see him and Aaron Finch in a 60-metre sprint. Mm. Stokes got a dodgy knee, has he? That's Don't good. Know. That's Don't good. Know. He's one of their keys. Oh, Storm's got another one. Four for 54, the Poms at Marnica Oval. Back in a moment. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. 
The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Last segment. God, this show has gone so quick tonight. I love it so much. I just love hanging out with you. It is, this, this is not a job, I've been is it? in my shoes. It was better than Leo. You don't like it? Your mother and father-in-law are here at the moment. What yes, are you doing, they are. Jack? Jack, what are you doing? Why, Jack, uh, the producer, who's hanging on by a thread? Yeah. Uh, why are you motioning to Sats then while I was talking? After that was pl- the uh, the better than Lego hand movement. Put his hands up. You know when he when, like when Ricky, he does it, he goes, "It's better," and he puts his hands out. A little out bit like Ricky face. Bobby and Talladega Nights. He goes, "What do I do with I my hands?" I don't know hands? what to do with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quickly, some texts. Uh, thanks to McDonald Jones birthday sale on now. G'day, Sats and Jace, with the talent at the top uh, for the Kangaroos jerseys. I reckon there should be the old possibles versus probables for a shot in the Australian side with the teams drawn out of that. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Sats? A possibles and probables? No, too many injuries. And there's only 24 players on yeah. tour. So you're going to have like, side. Well, 11 aside with a reserve or something. Mal can be on one side. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and put Gilly on the other. Yeah. Uh, um, Mick says, afternoon, guys. Have a referee question. Who calls the six again infringements? Do they get a tip from the bunker? Yes, they do. Um, because there are too many times you're scratching your head thinking, why the hell was that six again? Cheers, Mick. Yeah, the, re- the bunker is too involved. Go mm. back to the two-ref system. Bunker pulls back a bit. Get rid of touches. Well, Rod says two referees, get rid of the touch judges, linesmen. Get the bunker to help out with the sideline and pocket ref. Rightio. Uh, A-League update. Football is here. Izuzu Yurt A-League kicks off 7th of October. Well, it already has kicked off. Experience it live. Search A-League tickets. Jack, give us an update quick. So, Newcastle Jets, they play, play Perth Glory at 5pm this Saturday. Central Coast take on Wellington Phoenix. Both of those teams, uh, Newcastle Jets and the Central Coast, uh, had their game washed out last week, so they'll be keen to get underway. And Sydney FC take on Western United. They wow. need a win after after their loss in the Big Blue last week. 3-2. And what about uh, Brisbane? We talked about them taking on... Uh, Melbourne City. Melbourne this, City, this Friday, Friday night yep. at Suncorp. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half thousand there for their first game. Nil or draw against MacArthur. Yep. Yep. Let's, let's get some balls in the back of the net. Back of the net. <laughs> you love using that phrase. I do. <laughs> it's the only time I can say balls without sounding creepy. Hey, Sats, uh, if they they were to make a movie about Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un with yourself and Woogie in the lead roles, I'll ask you this, Jack. Yeah. Who would play Dennis Rodman and who would play Kim Jong-un? All right, so oh, one's a on. championship athlete and the other one's a dictator. Um, I'm Try like, drop in the tater. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, where are you going? Get back here. Mm. Actually, forget it. Go. Uh, go to iCanWin.com.au, by the way, to win a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown Barbecue to some of these Barbies. They're amazing. Take my advice, I eat a lot of food. Mm. And my mate's got one of these. These Barbies are amazing. Icanwin.com.au. Right here. Oh, let's do I suppose I should push the button. On right? Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I he's coming right in. He's gonna do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. I'm glad we ran out of time because we're not gonna get Jack's Champion League update where Copenhagen ice cream. <laughs> Drew Nilor with uh, Mr. Whippy. Hey, what's the difference between black-eyed peas and chickpeas? Oh, I don't know. Well, black-eyed peas can sing a song, while chickpeas can only hum a swan. <laughs>
<laughs> That's good. Oh, hi, mate. That's good. <laughs> grab the podcast of the show from wherever you grab your podcasts from. You're right. England four for sixty-four oh, after horrible. halfway through the tenth over. Go the Aussies. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Yeah. See ya. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.